Welcome and thanks for joining me today on this week's edition of the HBCU Football Weekly Podcast. We are back after a few weeks and we've got a lot to get into. I'm your host, Marcus, and we have a full agenda, so let's dive right into it. Alabama A&M. Some of their players knelt during the national anthem, which ruffled some feathers on social media, obviously. But head coach James Spady said that he supports players who knelt during the anthem, but then followed up with a contradictory-like statement. He said they should have stayed in the locker room. Coach Spady, with all due respect, how would we know they was protesting? How? A handful of players staying in the locker room before a game is not the most uncommon thing. They can be getting taped up. They can be getting stressed out. There's various things that could be happening when a handful of players aren't out for the national anthem. So we wouldn't know that they were protesting. We wouldn't know. We would, I, we, I wouldn't even be talking about it right now because we wouldn't know. The reports wouldn't have came out. No one would have cared. So in order for them to stand for what they believe in, they needed to be out there on the field. There's no other way to do it. Now, with that being said, I support players who kneel because they're doing it for a cause. They're doing it for the racial injustices that exist in this country. Whether people want to believe it or not, it does exist. But saying they should have stayed in the locker room is nonsense because we wouldn't be talking about it. The article would have never came out, and I wouldn't be discussing about it right now. And as for the whole National Anthem issue, this is an HBCU Football Weekly show, and I don't really want to go too far into politics, but since this is an HBCU historically black college and university show, we can go into this for just a second. So let's get into it for just a second, and, and I want to get into it. President Trump, he's not a patriot. He doesn't typically care for the military. He wants to get back at the NFL. You notice how he didn't say anything about Alabama A&M or any other colleges doing it or any other sport doing it. He's only focused on the NFL, and let me tell you why. Donald Trump was a USFL owner. He wanted to challenge the NFL on Sundays. That wasn't going to work, and the NFL obviously crippled the USFL. He wanted to merge his teams in there. They didn't want any of their teams, so he lost out on money. Then in 2014, Trump was in the process of buying the Buffalo Bills before he was blocked by the owners. So in total, the NFL has cost this man billions, and I mean billions with a B, billions of dollars. So when he sees the opportunity to get back at the NFL, this is what he's doing. He hasn't said anything about Alabama and A&M. He hasn't said anything about NBA players. He hasn't said about anything about any other sport. He has not said anything about players kneeling. And he likes to hide behind the flag in the military for his reasonings because let's give it to him. The man is a genius. He knows how to manipulate people, especially his followers who are easily gullible. Because obviously in any, with any following, you're going to give your, 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 you know, the person who you're following the benefit of the doubt. He's hiding behind the military, but he's disrespected John McCain, who's won several military medals for being a hero. He's disrespected a, a, a veteran who lost his life saying he knew what he signed up for. That's not a patriotic. That's not, that's not how a president should react. That's not how... Anyone that cared about the military, that's not how I would react or did react. And he's the president. He knew what he signed up for. He disrespected John McCain. These guys have actually served in the military. Donald Trump ducked the military. So he's the furthest thing from a patriot. He's just using that to push his agenda against the NFL. And I really don't want to get into that. And I really, this is not a politics show. This is not what I want to really dive into. So let's get off this topic and get back to football. Shout out to the Alabama A&M players. But let's talk about some football. North Carolina A&T is in the top 10. Let's keep it real. NCAT is the best HBCU football team slash program in the country. 
They're coming off a bye week, and they're now seventh in the country in the FCS rankings. That's down from six last week. And they played a game that was way too close for comfort. And it was at home versus Bethune-Cookman, where they had to mound to come back to win that game 24-20. to Now, let's not get it twisted. Bethune-Cookman is a good team. They're 4-4, four and, four and they just upset Hampton this past weekend. But you can't be playing those kind of games, especially if you're in cat and you're still in that hunt for that first round by in the FCS playoffs. you got to put together a resume that the committee can look at and go, mm, okay, they might not have played the toughest schedule, but they manhandled everyone they played. And they want to avoid what they happened last year. They ran into a really good Richmond team that beat Virginia, FBS. They're in the ACC on the road. They beat Albany on the road. They beat Villanova and almost beat James Madison, who would, be, who would be the eventual national champions. Richmond steamrolled NCAT 39-10 before going on to upset North Dakota in the next round. You want to avoid these kind of games, and you want to get into that next round without having to play that theoretical play-in game in the first round. But in order to do that, they cannot afford another stumble. They've got to dominate. They they have one more test on this, real test on their schedule. And that's the big game against North Carolina Central to end the season. If they can dominate them, I can almost guarantee that NCAT's going to get that bye week because they would have ran through their conference. They would have beaten everybody they needed to beat in their top 10 program. And let's talk about another ranked uh, FCS HBCU team. That's Grambling State. They're just outside the top 10 in the FCS at 12th. The Tigers have, they, they've been rolling since their week one loss at Tulane, which no one really, really expected them to win. But they've been led by quarterback Devontae Kincaid, who's completing around 60% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, over 1,800 yards, and only two interceptions. I love quarterbacks that don't turn the ball over, especially when they, when they have 16 touchdowns and over 1,800 yards through the air. His completion percentage could be a little better, but, you know, you got to pick and choose. And he's not only been getting it done through the air, he's been a dual threat. He's not been an option. He's been a dual threat. There's a big difference between an option quarterback. Typically, I don't like option quarterbacks, but he's been a dual threat quarterback because he has 156 yards on the ground and, and three touchdowns. And check this out. Since the team's loss at Tulane, no team has come within two possessions of beating the Tigers. And looking at their schedule – but to finish it out, at Arkansas, Pine Buff, who can't buy a win as they're on a four-game losing streak. Three of them have been by one possession. At Alabama State, who's riding a two-game win streak at the moment. Eh. But that should be a blowout. And versus Southern, who I think is a trap game because they pose a problem as they're currently riding a four-game win streak. The momentum is high. It'll be the, the last game of the season, and they want to pull off that upset. I, tip, I really do think that's a trap game for Grambling State. Looking at the schedule, they, they should be in prime position. They're going to get into the FCS playoffs. Now let's switch it over to some Division II HBCU football. And let's, I haven't had a chance to talk about the Virginia State-Bowie State game because Bowie State's been rolling since their, since their defeat at Virginia State on the road. And I remember specifically saying before that game happened that if Bowie State turns the ball over, they're not beating Virginia State. And guess what Bowie State went out and did? They turned the ball over three times, two fumbles and an interception. How many times did Virginia State turn the ball over? None. Absolutely none. But since that game, Bowie State, they've steamrolled their last two opponents by a combined score of 126 to 36, including an 86-14 massacre over Lincoln University. And and this is a fun fact as I was poking around for the show. According to Bowie State's Twitter page, quarterback Amir Hall, I believe he was a former HBCU player of the year, by himself has outscored eight whole teams. 
He's outscored Lincoln, J.C. Smith, and Livingston by over 100. Him as a player. And obviously, due to the Blue State only losing one game and dominating other opponents, they're still in the top 25 at number 20. But let's take it on over to Virginia State, the team that actually won the game versus Bowie State. And they survived a big-time scare. They were trailing to want to want at the half. And they only ended up winning the game by three points. Both teams played some solid-looking defense out there, and it, the game included 10 total punts. And, I mean, they, Virginia State's offense couldn't get it going after putting up 71 points on Lincoln. I mean, Lincoln is obviously, you know, not the best team. But putting up 71 points and then only winning the next game by three game by three points in a game that included ten total punts. I think Virginia State punted six times. But despite surviving this, they still have another trap game on their schedule. They're not out of the bushes just yet. They've got a game against Virginia Union. They've been balling. This is a trap game. Virginia Union, they're sitting pretty good. At six and three, they're sitting pretty good right now. They they're riding a four game win streak and. They were riding a four-game win streak until they played Bowie State. And this team could put up serious points if you're not careful. And if you look closely at this game, they might pull off the upset. I mean, it's an in-state rivalry. It's Virginia State's senior night game. It's going to be close. They want to go to Virginia State and pull off this upset. And I think if they win this game, it'll be smooth sailing into the playoffs. But if they don't win this game, they might be in some trouble because they still got to play that CIAA championship game. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. We'll be back next week.